the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on the KDOW app and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black. Welcome to the October 8th edition. Never hear that again. It's probably being a replay. Maybe I've died. Don't cry. Um, Dave, have you ever seen a movie called Event Horizon? I think Event Horizons, and I'm not 100% sure on this, and it's not a movie reveal. But typically, like, they're space movies, and the crew wakes up from a long winter sleep, and they've traveled too far to turn back, and something horrible has happened. And you can't see behind it. You can't really, you don't know what's going to happen. That's the election right now. We have an event horizon. The trade is not on Wall Street what's going to happen between now and November 4th. The trade on Wall Street is going to be – is it November 4th? It might be November 3rd. Don't vote based on Rob Black information. First Thursday of the month, whatever that is. Um, the trade's going to be after that, right? So you need to start thinking about that. Um, I said something last week that – I think the market wins with either candidate. My job is not to get anyone elected. My job is not to get anyone not elected. My job is not to be political. My job is not to be your scientist or anything like that. But I think the market wins with either case. Um, typically, a split Congress is a good Congress because it controls some of the crazy spending that governments like to do. But I think if Biden gets in, um, keep in mind, we may not know till January, as the saying goes. I think you're going to see a $4 trillion infrastructure package. And I think you can probably get another $3 trillion in stimulus. Um, that's a lot of money. So infrastructure, roads, puts people to work. You're fixing roads, you're fixing bridges, you're fixing airports, you're improving the... There, there's a lot of studies out there, economically speaking, that if you know, the more you're stuck in traffic because of uh, bad roads, the you know, more fuel you're using up that is wasted money into the economy, um, 
then you know the road the car hat needs to be repaired more then it takes more time you're not at home you're not spending money on a movie because you got home too late you get the idea that there's a real economic impact and people who do road work they're getting jobs so I can make a case for Biden being super good for the economy to the tune of seven to ten, seven to ten trillion dollars in economic stimulus. That's real money. It may be printed real money, but it's real money. It's real debt, and it's going to create a problem down the road for Social Security and other events. But we have an event horizon right now, and if, if Trump gets in or stays in, is the right way of saying that. I guess is we probably have less regulation. Um, for corporations and maybe even lower taxes. He's said that, I think, 24 hours ago. Another big tax cut on the way for all Americans. Plus, he's going to send you a $1,200 check in stimulus. So let's just say either way we're going to win. Now, I don't know if we're going to win in the next day or two. Oh, I know we're not going to get any stimulus package in the next day or two. Keep in mind, the Senate's still controlled by Republicans. And uh, uh I don't understand why Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary, was talking with Nancy Pelosi because in the end, it's Steve Mnuchin. I get it. I get crafting legislation. But it would have been nice to have a senator on that sit-in as well so they can kind of see what they can get done as a group. So I'm not predicting a stock market crash. I'm not predicting a break. I'm not predicting anything bad. All I will say, though, is that we're going to have more volatility leading up to the point where we can see behind the event. Um, when the coronavirus hit, it hit with just stunning, stunning swiftness. And you could say they're part of the um, event horizon at this point in time. So some people think Biden would be worse for the economy. Some people think, you know, why do I want to get into it? I think I've said enough. I think we win in either case, and I think something gets done. I think the Fed has also said, we're not going to budge for two years. And I think that, along with either president coming out of it with their agenda, I don't think either agenda is bad for business. There, there could be some issues. You know, yesterday I talked about Apple and Microsoft, not Microsoft, Apple and Google and Amazon and Facebook all being looked at by the Department of Justice in the next administration, whether it's Trump's administration and or um, Biden's administration. The policy, the judiciary policy that put together the 450-page report, roughly, um, was primarily led by Democrats. So it seems like the Democrats want to regulate big tech more so than the Republicans do, but the Republicans aren't really sane either. So there there's, could be some issues. Uh, no doubt about it as far as volatility goes. But again, I think after COVID, we're looking pretty good. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. First time unemployment claims came out this morning, and they're still in that 800,000 range, and that's no good. Speaking a little bit more on that, we wish we didn't need stimulus stimulus to send people back to work. Um, it's not a wintering situation, so to speak. Um, 
There are still 25.5 million workers claiming some form of unemployment. More than half that, about 13.4 million, comes from the collecting under pandemic-related programs set up for those who normally would not be eligible. We need that number to get down to the 400,000 range, not up at the 840,000 level. McDonald's same-store sales were fueled by strong promotions. And they've got drive-ins. And other restaurants don't have drive-ins. Wendy's has drive-ins. Burger King has drive-ins. I bet they report similar type numbers to McDonald's. But McDonald's has a better uh, promotions and marketing budget. they got Travis Scott, who I don't – I didn't know who Travis Scott was a few years ago, right? And he's famous for rap music. He's famous for doing a video on Fortnite, the video game. And instantly selling merch tied towards it. And he's famous for coming up with the Travis Scott's favorite meal, which looked like a Big Mac and maybe a Sprite and medium fries. I I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get the like, that's not going to draw me in so I could eat just exactly what is his favorite meal to order. But I guess younger people do that. Um, so that's interesting. More of note, McDonald's raised their dividend 3% um, to buck twenty nine a share. So if you own one share of McDonald's, let's say that is um, – let's round it down to a dollar because it will be easier for me to explain what a dividend is. A dividend is a company makes cash, and instead of reinvesting it into their business, they, they share it with some of their shareholders. So sitting at a buck a share, they would give you $0.25 cents every 90 days. Usually that's how it works, quarterly dividends. There's some semi-annual and annual, and then there's sometimes like one-time dividends, like a big windfall. But I like McDonald's as a stock. Oh, Netflix. The movie theaters continue to struggle. They're delaying reopening. Some of them are shuttering until big movies come back out. Everyone seems to be waiting for a vaccine on this one. And Netflix keeps rocking it. So it's got about 20% upside, according to an analyst's report yesterday. Just throwing that out there for you. You should take a look, if nothing else. I'm not telling you today, like a total burger advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220 KDOW. Spelling is fun. Girl, there ain't no eyes. But you know there is a me. Strike the band of one, two, three. I promise that you'll never find You know what drives me crazy? Email. How do I still live in a world where I'm getting emails from businesses that I might have gone to once? You've got mail. I know America Online started this evilness. That's what I've always said, and I'll stand by that. Um, vote for Ron Black, and I'll, I'll put to death any spam emailers. That'll be my platform. And something tells me I might actually get some votes. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, the China box office is rocking right now. Why do I say this? 
Because in January and February, we all sat by as a world and watched China go through their COVID issues in Wuhan. I had never heard of Wuhan. My knowledge of China is very, very limited. I might have said something stupid on air, like, you know, uh, the Chinese language is one of the toughest ones to learn. Someone would go, Rob, they've got 12,000 languages there. I'd be like, really? I did not know. But it started 2020, eight months ago, 10 months ago. We're looking at China and going, man, your country's screwed. (laughs) It looks like there's a weapons factory that may have manufactured it. It's going to go through your whole country. It's not coming here. And then it came here. But their movie theaters obviously had to shut down. They have 70,000 movie theaters. And from everything that I read and study up on, China loves a good box office. It's one of the luxuries of society there. Two Chinese movies, My People, My Homeland, and Legion of Deification, have each earned over $150 million. Movies in the United States have made nowhere close to that as major chains, Regal, and Cineworld plan to basically shut down now because there's no movies coming out. Um, this is a significant rebound for China. So My People, My Homeland grossed $157 million. Legion of Deification, $151 million. Now, here's this kind of weird thing. It, when I got into investing 20-plus years ago, one of the lessons I learned is you can't trust numbers out of China. I'm just going to assume this one's right. Uh, the movies were released during the region's National Day and Mid-Autumn Festival holiday period. Um, China shut down all 70,000 movie theaters in January. Their local box office dropped um, significantly to almost nothing. That was kind of a big talk in March and April when you know we started going, well, look, in Hong Kong, they're going to movies. Oh, no, someone got COVID. They're shutting back down. Um, do you remember 2019? And it was kind of the story about Hong Kong and uh, breaking away from China or China consuming Hong Kong. And that story seems to have died down in the headlines, right? But I want to give credit here. They reopened their economy, it looks like, way better than we have. And it looked like a problem in December, January, February. And they were kind of out of it by March, April, May. Again, we, what we don't know, we don't know. And I don't know if they're hiding bodies. I don't know if there's a second wave, a third wave. I don't know. Um, China's not the easiest country to put American journalists in and figure stuff out. So an investment manager who manages about $2.5 billion with the company, uh, the Bonson Group. I was reading up on him this morning, and he talked about markets reactions to the news president trump halted negotiations for second stimulus and he put together some numbers and he, he looked at jerome powell and he said we're gonna be okay he does not see the news of stimulus negotiations being halted as particularly harmful to either markets or the economic recovery in the long term because he believes the stimulus will be passed after the election no matter the outcome i kind of started saying that yesterday didn't i he cited the market's behavior over the past few months as reason that the temporary abandonment of a second package does not pose a fundamental threat to stock valuations. The market has been doing very, very well without stimulus for you know four or five months now, right? He thinks we can get through another month, no problem. 
Short term, he says volatility. You know, I, I think we're making it very, very clear that up until the election is decided, uh, it's going to be dramatic. Um, this morning, the drama is still there with politics and Trump. Biden and Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was asked last night if um, will Trump leave office if he's voted out, and you know will he come to the next uh, debate if he's still positive on COVID? Pence was like, I don't know. <laughs> Ask the fly on my head. But this morning the debate was pushed to a virtual event because Biden said, you know, hey, if he's got COVID, he shouldn't come. And Trump's like, I don't want to come anyway. I'm not doing it virtually. So it's it's dramatic. But th- this billionaire manager, is he gets it. He's saying, like, we're going to get there. There's no sectors or stocks that will benefit from no deal getting done. Traditionally, cyclical stocks will see a boost if a deal is eventually passed. Anything that's leveraged into the consumer, um, like industrials and consumer discretionary, should do very well, he says. If you want to do an index with those, ticker symbol VCR, which is the Vanguard Consumer Discretionary ETF, and the Industrial Select Spider, ticker symbol XLI. You can take a look, consult a broker or advisor, before taking any action on anything that looks like investment advice to from me to you. Um, but it's the Industrial Select Spider, XLI, and the Consumer Discretionary VCR. And I just... Again, I kind of agree. Consumer discretionary is the play if there's another round of stimulus. And I think there'll be another round of stimulus. And I think the market's held up well enough that we can get through another month without collapsing before we get some sort of stimulus. Um, I think, yeah, we're less than a month away from the election. So we're getting there. Um, and I do think there'll be select stimulus. I think the airlines have to be bailed out right now. I think movie theaters are going to need something given to them. Um, sooner rather than later. Otherwise, we may see the director of Wonder Woman mentioned yesterday. We may see the death of of the movie theater. It was already moving that direction because we have hundred inch screens on our TV in our house now, almost bigger than the movie theater. Right? You can find me online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I know no Spanish, so if I just said something offensive, I'm sorry. Um, remember how I've been talking a lot today about Netflix? Movie theaters aren't really, until you get the James Bond movie in a movie theater, until you get the new Pixar movie in a movie theater, until you get um, the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Wasn't he the white, pale vampire? Yes! He's had an interesting acting career if you take a look at some of his movies. He had a movie a couple years ago called Lighthouse. 
and um, it it was black and white. <laughs> it was very strange because it had William DeVoe in it, or da, 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 da. the DeVoe actor. I can't. Is it William? De- yeah, William DeVoe uh, from Platoon, who's got that just crazy face. Looks like he's been in a car accident or something because he's so uh, there's no muscle in it. It's just all bone, and he's like. Anyway, I'm digressing. Um, so I'm talking about Netflix still having some. We're not going to movies until it looks like April of next year. That's when all the movies are being pushed to. There's like one big one coming out on Christmas, but I think that's going to be a Disney movie. That ultimately will be done with Disney Plus in cahoots. Um, but it, it, it that gives Netflix a long time, in my opinion. It gives them another three or four months to raise prices, to market, to get everything right. They're, they're, they're fine with cash. They don't need cash in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't know what the development schedules looks like for them. I did see a couple of movies that were going back to the movie. Uh, a couple big movies um, got shut down in production this week uh, because of COVID. You might see that I think the Tennessee Titans have something like 25 uh, people with COVID now. Now, again, 25 people, probably not 25 players, but in the organization. I don't know what that means, but uh, we're not going back to movie theaters. That gives Netflix a longer runway. This is a long way for me to go to say Peloton has longer runway, too. Peloton was one of those, you miss them in the spring, but we're giving you a chance in the fall. And what I mean that by that is originally in March, the first person I glommed on to and said, that's interesting, was Gavin Newsom when he said, we're not going to be playing football or hockey or basketball in the state of California, at least until Thanksgiving. And I'm like, whether he's right or wrong, that gives me kind of a projection idea. And I started formulating off that. Now it's looking like April. And that's with vaccine only. So I think Peloton still has a play. And last year, you may remember, right around uh, Christmas time, Peloton started becoming very big. You had celebrities like Howard Stern get one, and um, he was using it for fitness, and he's kind of a germ-phobe in the first place. The stock really started to do well, and then COVID was just a massive winner-winner chicken dinner for him. Um, It's gone from $26 a share to $115 a share. I think it still has another three to four months before we're even thinking about going back to a gym. And I've lost, I don't want to say all my muscle, Growing up playing soccer overseas, um, I got some pretty good lug, leg muscle. I've never had good core. Never had good core. And uh, I feel like I could really use a gym again. But at some point in time, I'm going to say, screw it. Get a Peloton. Don't know where I'd put it. I live in a 1,600-square-foot house. Um, Three-bedroom, two-bath. That strangely is worth $2 million because of location, location, location. Number one thing you need to learn in real estate, right? Short term, I think Peloton has a, way, a good way to go. Um, and then we're going to get a vaccine, and that's when it's going to be a moment of truth. And that's when it should trade sideways while we decide. Uh-uh, it's not going to give us that opportunity. They're upping their subscribers. They're trying to get monthly subscribers. Apple's getting into the physical monthly subscribers for fitness. That's something we haven't really talked about recently is Apple. They do have an event coming up next week to introduce the new phone. Um, and then they'll start taking orders later that day, and you'll get your new fo- fancy iPhone instead of like you typically do in October. You'll probably get it in November this year. 
so their Christmas numbers won't be as good. But to, in lieu of that, Apple, you know, a couple weeks ago said, hey, we're going to start selling subscriptions to video games and our TV channel at the same time. And if you want to throw in the music channel, that's another two bucks instead of five. I'm in. So they're doing bundling. One of the things we didn't really talk a lot about was that they've got some sort of physical fitness app. And it looks like they're going to have trainers. I don't know if they're going to be doing live events or if you're going to be seeing a workout of the day. I like the idea of a workout in a day. And you could just say you want to do it at gym. You could say you want to do it at home. You could say, you know, here's my 15-pound barbells. <laughs> you're saying 15 pounds. <laughs> I meant 515 pounds. I'm very strong. So Peloton still has some room, in my opinion. But they have more competition. They have more room in the short term because COVID's not over, and here we are at November, essentially. So now we're looking at April. That's still pretty hopeful because getting the herd inoculated is going to take some time. But that's also a time when you start thinking, now is the time when you start thinking about, I think it's going to happen in April. You would start positioning in some of the losers. Like movie theaters, I'm not doing it. Like airlines, I'm not doing that one either. <laughs> what are you doing, Rob? I'm a little chicken right now. Uh, but I'm thinking about it. So I don't know when I'll see the white of their eyes, but it'll be sooner than later. And I'll, I'll do a little bit of money in trades. For now, I like names like McDonald's. Ba-da-bop-bop-bop. Bop, bop, bop. They're doing better sales this year than they were last year in the U.S. And they have drive throughs That drive through is magical. It is magical way not to get COVID, it feels like. I don't know if it's true or false, but it's magical for sales. Elsewhere in the U.S. economy, Elon Musk says Starlink now has enough satellites in orbit to launch a public beta of its high-speed internet service. Wow. Amazon's trying to do this, too. So get their own satellites in the air. And then instead of doing wireless towers across the country, do satellites around the world. So Elon Musk said SpaceX's internet satellite project Starlink has launched enough satellites for a beta. The most recently launched satellites now are in position. The company will roll out a fairly wide public beta in the northern United States and in southern Canada. The goal is to put a constellation of satellites into orbit that can beam high-speed internet to remote parts of the Earth. Hmm. Is he going the remote parts of the Earth angle and uh, Jeff Bezos is going, if I give them free phones, then they'll only buy from me. If I give them free Internet, then they'll only buy from me. I, I don't – it's tough to you know publicly acknowledge this. This is a new project that we don't all have our fingers on. SpaceX launched a batch of 60, 60, 60 Starlink satellites, bringing the total number to more than 700. Once these satellites reach their target position, we'll be able to roll out a fairly wide public beta. You're like, Elon, I love the way you surprise us. He has a lot of very expensive projects in his head. Very few of them make it to fruition, like Tesla. Uh, Musk did not say exactly when the satellites were expected to reach their target position. Musk said in early April that a public beta for the service would be up and running in the fall. He said in May of 2019, it would be commercially viable in the United States once they got up to about 400 satellites. 
and it would be commercially viable for the world when they get up to 800. A limited beta test of the tech began in Washington State in September, but it was restricted to the state's military emergency responders. Um, I just like what Elon Musk is doing for society. He's a goofball, but he tends to self-fund and then later on publicly fund crazy ideas. And was he successful to the point that Gavin Newsom had the courage to say, by 2035, all cars sold in California will be electric cars? New cars, not old cars, new cars. I think he's been successful enough. But the penetration rate is about less than 3% in the nation. But if he can grow from 3% to 10%, that's a lot easier to do than growing from 100% to 120%. So it's a much bigger return. That's why you pay a premium for names like SpaceX, for anything like uh, Virgin Galactic, for Tesla. There's a lot of shadiness in some of the ways he approaches media, in my opinion. I don't think shady being bad. I just think it's gray. I don't necessarily like that I own shares of Apple and I talk about Apple. I try to disclose that I do. But I don't really – it seems like everything Tesla – no, no, no. Everything Musk tweets is in his financial self-interest. But I'll drop it there, shall I? Um, 800, 500, uh, 800 516 1220 calls on the air. Patty Jenkins, director of Wonder Woman 1984, said, we could lose movie theater going forever. Huh. The nation's largest supermarket chain is opening up dark kitchens inside some of its stores to meet surging demand for food delivery. Dark kitchens is a genius thing that came out of COVID. I like the idea of some of these companies like DoorDash potentially starting their own businesses and delivering food from their own kitchens, but not in a commercial location, not where there's going to be seats in a restaurant, but from a warehouse. I think McDonald's could do it. Dark kitchens. You're going to see as investments next time, this time next year, you're going to be coming public. It's a thing. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm not making a big weather, global climate changing commentary here. Um, But I will say my in-laws who've lived in California for their whole life in the same house um, for the last 55 years, they've been evacuated twice in the last three years after none in the first 52. Not saying anything. Storm battered United States Gulf Coast is bracing for Hurricane Delta. Now, it's not Delta Burke. 
it's not named after was she a golden girl or was she on a TV show with the office boss or something? I don't know. I don't know. know. She was an actress in the eighties is all I know. Um, so Delta Burke is not who hurricane is. It's, it's because we've run out of names. We went through a through Z and now we're going through alpha beta, right? We're setting on Delta. Delta, Delta, Delta. That really got out of hand fast. So the National Hurricane Center warned that a Delta is a Category 2 storm could turn into a hurricane, uh, maybe get it as high as 3 or 4. It'll be the seventh named storm and fourth hurricane forecast to hit that area this year. They must be tired of the rain and the wind and the trees being knocked down and the power being out. So back to my in-laws. They have a generator, which they got after the last time they were evacuated and power went out. The only thing they didn't realize, it's a gas-powered generator. It doesn't work when the power's out because they also shut off the gas. You're like, you're kidding me. So they spent $5,000 on a generator, and they didn't have the whole story. Generators might be more of a southeast kind of thing. Instead of a wildfire thing, it might be more of a hurricane thing. Or if California continues to have problem generating enough power for its citizens, it might be a neighborhood thing that's not in a fire zone. But one out of four homes in California are in a fire zone. So Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana have declared states of emergency and parts of Louisiana are under mandatory evacuation order. My mother is Southern. I'm bringing her up for a second time because today's my birthday. And I love my mother for uh, making love to my father, but even more importantly, carrying me for nine months. And I come out the size and weight of a brain bone. But she was, um, we're talking about storms hitting Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana right now. She taught me a funny way to say Mississippi or to spell it when I was a kid. And it was just a tough word to spell in school. Am I crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, ah. And when you could do that a couple times in a row, you kind of learn that there's two S's, one I, two S's, one I, two P's, one I. Um, it sticks with you for your whole life. So for me, Generac is a great investment when you see hurricanes. Another one is Lowe's and Home Depot. Earlier this week, I was talking about UPS and FedEx. And today it's starting to hit CNBC and Bloomberg that their stocks are starting to move. I told you that they would because we're going to be up about 25 to 35% in online ordering this year because of the pandemic. Ball traffic is going to be down at least 25% they're expecting. Um, so it makes it's a no-brainer. And I think FedEx has the most upside because they've been the worst underperformer. Again, consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Climate change has caused more frequent and destructive hurricanes. This year it's set to become the worst U.S. hurricane season on record. It doesn't feel like it. We've got other things in the news. We have an election. Um, we have COVID. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that one. But that area has been hit hard. Mississippi and Alabama. Do you remember the good old days when Trump would draw a hurricane map and he'd use a black marker and extend the, the range of it a little bit because it might have been election season? Um, I don't know. Things have gotten so mean and nasty. Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, says there will be no standalone aid for airlines without bigger stimulus bill. 
That is a show. It's not like to refer to it, a poop show. What's going on between Trump, Pelosi, Mnuchin, and uh, the Senate, Mitch McConnell. It is a show that they're using Americans who need aid to try to get political gain. I get it. Maybe I would, too. Um, Political campaigns are flooding Facebook with ad dollars. Huge winner, right? Ads from politicians and campaigns accounted for at least 3% of Facebook's estimated third quarter revenue. Local TV stations, like the one that I work for, from Nexstar, they're local, but they're also one of the largest in the nation because they've, they've bought other locals. So the ABC, NBC, CBS, Foxes, they're cute, but the smaller ones do really, really well during election, season, election seasons. Um, just throwing that out there for you. Google has dramatically limited targeting for political ads, and Twitter banned them altogether leaving Facebook the only game in town for political ads. For better or for worse, Facebook is the de facto place to go. Okay. Have you been... I check Facebook probably probably twice, three times a week. Um, I check my cron one for sure. Uh, people get mad if you don't respond to their messages. People get mad if you don't email them back. But you do see more political ads, that's for sure. That's a fact, Jack. So let's take a look at the market, shall we? Let's see what the driving story is. Broad-based gains in carryover trade from yesterday. Energy stocks are outperforming. That's a sign that people believe the economy will do something positive. Encouraging round of corporate news from last night. Regeneron has applied for uh, emergency use authorization for its COVID-19 antibody therapy. IBM is splitting off one of their divisions, which is it's nice. It's not a game changer for me, but they're going to focus on the cloud a little bit late. I'm not investing in them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 